So today I'm going to teach you how to receive healing. This is a very important teaching. This is going to lead to so much breakthrough. Today you will be healed. You're going to know the truth. The truth is going to set you free. You're going to receive keys of how to receive healing, what's held you back in the past, and you're going to be healed today. So I'm so excited for what God's going to do today. You're going to learn how to receive healing, and then you're going to receive healing and freedom. I want to start off by sharing this amazing testimony. I posted this, so maybe some of you might have seen it. But if you haven't, you can go back and look at the testimony and share it. But this is an amazing testimony of someone who received just from watching online, just like you are right now. Uh, so she says, I'm Liz for the past 15 to 20 years. I have had numerous health conditions uh, that coincidentally started when I got involved with youth ministry. I have had numerous hospitalizations and procedures. Seven years ago, it became worse. All of my organs came under attack. My vocal cords were shut down when I taught Bible study. My muscles would shut down where I could not walk. I could not breathe due to severe asthma with restrictive lung disease due to rheumatoid arthritis, and I had spasms in my throat where I felt I was being choked and unable to speak. God showed me years ago that it was actually a spirit of infirmity, but I didn't know what to do with that until I found 5F Church on social media. My heart yearned for the freedom I witnessed and rejoiced and cried when each person was set free. For the past 12 months, she's been teaching on the youth group, The Miracles of Jesus. Um, let's see. And then... Last week, I felt God telling me not to look back and to delete all of the 200 medical conditions spoken over me in the past five years. So she had 200 medical conditions that the doctor said, you have this, you have this, you have this, 200. Uh, I was able to view these conditions on my app. So she had a medical app and she would have all of these 200 different types of conditions in her app. And she would view the doctor's notes and test results on that app. For some reason, I kept looking back at them over and over again, not realizing I was proclaiming these things over my life. So she was meditating on these, on these diagnoses, on these words of sickness over herself. She was meditating on them and speaking them. Sunday morning, I watched, she watched a certain video that's called Revival Broke Out slash One Hour of Constant Miracles at 5F Church on YouTube. Now, this was actually... This was actually the first service where there was like 300 people that came. There were 70 people that came uh, May the second to last week in May because videos had gone viral and we grew from 20 to 70 in like one month, less than a month. And then the very next week, 300 came and it was revival like, like we dreamed of, like we've never seen. There was more miracles than I'd ever seen that day. So I put that on a video. It was one hour, just deliverance after deliverance, miracle after miracle. And so she watched that. So she watched that. And this was recently that she watched that. And that was like last May, um, this video. And she says, I remember Apostle Catherine saying that I did not need anyone to lay hands on me and that God could set me free right where I was at. I took my app and I opened each diagnosis and I began to renounce each and every one of them and delete each diagnosis from my app after renouncing it. I renounced just the way Apostle Catherine taught us. With every diagnosis, there was a spiritual fight, severe pain, and lots of vomiting. So she was getting deliverance with everyone that she was renouncing while watching this video. After over an, after over an hour of fighting my biggest spiritual battle, I was set free! Today, I'm able to breathe without coughing or wheezing. The fluid in my knees has completely disappeared. I was able to walk a flight of stairs and my heart rate is normal. It was running about 120. I am free. Praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't that an amazing testimony? Jesus set her free and healed her of so many things. She had 200 conditions and Jesus freed her and healed her of these from a 15 to 20 years she had these and Jesus did it and just in the same way Jesus is going to free you and heal you today the same way that he healed and freed her because he loves you just as he loves her and healing is your portion and deliverance is your portion just as it is for Liz for this woman hallelujah so I'm going to teach you now how to get to this place where you can receive complete healing and deliverance hallelujah so Isaiah 53 verse 5 says the punishment required for our well-being fell on him, him meaning Jesus. 
and by his stripes, in parentheses, wounds, one of the translations says, wounds, we are healed. The punishment required for our well-being fell on Jesus. The punishment required for our well-being, for our abundant life, abundant healing, it fell upon Jesus. And because Jesus took on that punishment for us, because he made a sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, the greatest sacrifice there could ever be, because he did that, we are healed. Simple. 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 Okay, it says by his stripes. So there is so much power in the blood of Jesus. There's always been power in the blood as we've seen before Jesus. There was power in the blood of animals. They would make sacrifices and there would be actual power that it would cover up one's sins. It wouldn't remove the sins. That's what Jesus, our perfect lamb, did. But before Jesus, the imperfect lambs were covering sins. The imperfect animals, those sacrifices people made, were covering up sins. That's why people sacrificed animals because there's always been power in the blood. And it even speaks that that uh, Cain and Abel, the, the one who was, who was dead, was the, the blood was crying. The, the one who was killed, the blood was crying from the ground. The blood, the blood has power. The blood is alive. There's real power in blood. And even, even we've, we, we see how the devil uses blood as he, as he always comes and takes God's principles and twists them for himself. Uh, there was a testimony even... Manny is his name, where he made a he made a pact with the devil, and he his his uncle was about to die. He got in this accident and it was not looking good. And he, this Manny guy was desperate. He had heard a bunch of rap songs saying um, talking about deals with the devil, and so he was desperate. And he so he's like, I'm gonna make a deal with the devil to try to make my uncle to survive. So he literally goes on Hollywood Boulevard looking how he can make a deal with the devil. And of course the devil knows. So of course the devil sends his servants out. And a person from Scientology ran into him. And Manny starts telling him what he needs. What he, and, and he says, okay, come up with me. And this Scientology person says, uh, what do you want to give up? You need to give up something for this. I can make this happen, but you need to give up something. He says, I give up my peace. I'll give up my peace or give up my joy. And then the guy actually makes him sign his name in blood to make this covenant, to seal this pact. He actually signs his name in blood. So blood has power. The devil can use it in, in the for bad. And even this is how curses can happen. Um, when you're serving the devil, when one serves the devil, the devil wants things. The devil needs, there to, needs you to make sacrifices. So people will literally send curses, make sacrifices for someone down their family line, maybe to die early. They're, they're making a sacrifice of their blood for the devil to give them something. So now Jesus's blood has the most power. His blood destroyed all of the curses that, that came upon humanity, that we could not have a relationship with God. There was a veil. Jesus tore that. His blood had power in tearing that veil. Jesus' blood, there was power in it that, to break the curse that we would always be living in sin. But he broke that curse of sin off of us. So now we are, are no longer sinners. We've been saved. And with Jesus' help, we can live a pure life. He's removed our sins. And when we make mistakes, when we do sin, when we aren't perfect, he removes the sins completely as soon as we turn to him. When we repent to him and ask for forgiveness, he forgives us and he wipes us clean, perfectly clean, pure. He calls us the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God, meaning you're pure. You are, you are in my image. You are not not defiled. I've wiped you clean. This is Jesus's blood that did this. 
that's how powerful his blood is. His blood is so powerful that we can now go to heaven and live with him eternally when we put our faith in him and live surrendered lives to him. That's because of his blood. That's because of the punishment he endured. There's so much that Jesus purchased for us when he went on that cross. It says, John 10, 10, I came that you would have life abundantly, abundant life, life and life more abundantly. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil's come and tried to steal, kill, and he's stolen and killed and destroyed so much of humanity. But Jesus says, I've come now to remove all that, to destroy the works of the devil so that you would have abundant life. And really the meaning of that is abundant life in every area. This includes healing. And we even know actually which, which punishment actually purchased the, the, specific, the specific thing of healing, the specific gift of healing. That gift, we even know actually the exact blood that was shed. There was specific blood that was shed that purchased your healing. It's right in the word. It says his, his stripes by his wounds, by his stripes. Now, when Jesus was, when Jesus went through the suffering on the cross before and on the cross, when he went through the shedding of the blood, there was many different areas that his blood was shed. His blood was shed first with the scourges, then on the cross in his hands, on his feet, the crown of thorns on his head was making blood come out of his head. And then they pierced him on the side and, and water and blood came, came out there. So there's all these different places. On his back was where the, the lashes, the wounds, that blood came out. Blood was coming out all different parts of his body. And the, there was a specific place that blood was being shed that was purchasing your healing. It says it, Isaiah 53, 5, by his stripes we are healed. What does stripes mean? The stripes mean the wounds on his back because the Bible talks about how he was whipped, but it wasn't just like a whip. It was actually a scourging. It was a scourging. And this is a little graphic, but this is important for us to understand. This is important for us to understand what Jesus purchased for us how precious it is. So I'm going to be a little bit graphic here, but this is important for all of us to know. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you know what Jesus went through, now you can receive what he's actually giving you. You can take it seriously. So this scourging, when, when they were taking that like whip, the whip actually had this mechanism on the end of it where it had different pieces of, of sharp objects like metal, like sharp, sharp things were coming out. Sharp pieces were, were on this. So, so a whip is just like one, one thing. But this had different sharp pieces coming out of it. And so when they scourged Jesus on his back, it was actually, it was not just like making a, a one kind of like even wound but it was literally ripping pieces of his flesh out because of all these sharp pieces. I'm, I describe that in detail because it's important you know what Jesus paid a price for so that he can receive the reward for his suffering. The reward is for you to actually receive what he paid the price for. He went through immense suffering that we can't even imagine for you to be healed, for you to walk in full healing. Man, may he not go through, may he not go through that for nothing. He purchased healing for you. So that blood that came out of his back, that was specifically for you to be healed, to have abundant health, to have complete healing. By his stripes, you are healed. That's what it means. By his stripes, you are healed. And it doesn't say, by his stripes, maybe you're healed. It doesn't say, by his stripes, if you do this, 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 and that, then you're healed. By his stripes, if you're good enough, 
if you're a good enough Christian, then you're healed. No, it says by his stripes, you are healed. Doesn't matter what the doctor says, you are healed. Doesn't matter how it feels, how you feel right now. You are, you are healed. You are healed. You are healed, period. This is a statement. This is finished. It is finished. It is done. Hallelujah. Most Christians, the reason why most Christians do not have, are not healed, have sickness, do not walk in abundant life. The, the biggest reason is because most Christians are missing revelation of what Jesus did on the cross, really. Most Christians think that what Jesus did on the cross, they think that Jesus purchased a ticket for them to go to heaven. That's it. So that in this life, it's nothing but suffering, basically. That in this life, nothing much changes except for now you have the hope and peace and joy that you're going to heaven and some people can maybe understand that the, the veil was torn and that they can have a relationship with God. But that's usually about it. Most Christians do not have this revelation of really what Jesus purchased on the cross. He purchased so much more on the cross than your ticket to heaven. There's even more because God wants you to have this abundant life right now. You know how many more people can be reached in this world when we are living examples of what Jesus has done for us? Right now, body of Christ is showing 10% of what Jesus has paid the price for. We're shining 10%, 20%. The glory of God is shining 20%. We're shining, our lights are shining 20%, 10%. What if our lights shined 100%? You know, like, like, like me, I'm, I'm able to shine with like peace and joy and just kindness and gentleness to my neighbor, to people in the world you know, and, and walk in the power of God and demonstrate the power of God simply because I have this revelation of what Jesus has done for me. And I'm, and then I'm able to receive it. I'm able to receive what Jesus has given me. I'm actually able to receive it. And therefore I'm able to, I'm able to have the inheritance 100% instead of 10%. And then I'm able to shine that 100%. You're going to be way more full of joy when you're actually receiving all that Jesus has given you instead of receiving a small portion. You're going to be shining way more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why it's so important. We grasp this. We get this revelation. Hallelujah. Okay, so Romans 8, 17. It says... Since, listen closely, Romans 8, 17, write notes down too. Write the scripture down. This is very important scripture to, to know, to meditate. To meditate on, to speak. Romans 8, 17. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. All. Whoa. We inherit all that Jesus is and all. That's powerful. Take a moment and think about how powerful that is. We inherit all that Jesus is. Guess what? Jesus is not sick. Jesus has complete abundant health. That's, we've inherited that. That's our inheritance. Okay, so in the word, Jesus on the cross, he's, he's purchased healing for us. He's purchased abundant life. And I'm not going to get into the, the, the details of what all of abundant life is for today. We're just focusing on healing. But basically it's every part of your life, abundant life. <laughs> That's what he purchased for you. But, um, okay. So we, we have the word saying, okay, Jesus has done this for us. We have in the word, it says, this is our inheritance. So what happened is when Jesus, Jesus purchased this abundant life for you. And when he rose from the grave, when you give your life to Jesus now, you are 
crucified, you've been crucified with him, you become a new creation. When you're this new creation, you are literally a child of God. It says Romans 8, 17, Romans 8, 17, since we are his true children, we, we are all heirs of him. We are his true children. We are heirs of him. So automatically, the moment you give your life to Jesus, you are a true child of God. You're not separate. You're not like, oh, a human who puts their faith in Jesus. You are literally a child of God. And you get his entire inheritance. So abundant life is your inheritance. Healing is your inheritance. It's yours. And guess what? The devil is a liar. The Bible says that he's the father of lies. So what does he do? His main scheme is to lie to God's children about their inheritance. Lying to his children saying, nope, you're sick. This isn't yours. This is really yours. And it really is simple to actually live an abundant life and, 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 and receive healing and walk in healing. It's really simple. It's really simple. You just need to have this revelation and believe it. Jesus says, everyone who believes in me, you will have eternal life. Everyone who believes in me, also you will receive what I provided for you. But this also means you have to believe in me as your healer. You have to believe in Jesus as your healer. You have to be actually believe that he provided healing for you, that it's yours. And so there's people that believe completely in Jesus, 100%, no doubt, believe in his existence, believe that he loves them, believe that they're going to heaven, but they don't believe that healing is, is their inheritance. You need to decide to believe that healing is your inheritance if you want to receive it. And it's just simply the word of God that God asks us to believe in. We got to believe in the whole word of God, not just pick what we want to believe in, pick what's popular, pick what most people believe in. We got to choose to believe it all and, and stand strong in our convictions. So... You simply need to receive this revelation, believe it, and stand strong on this. You know, if someone tries to convince you that God's not real, you're going to stand strong. You're probably going to, most Christians would stand strong. They wouldn't waver. No, you can't convince me. I know Jesus is real. I know you can't tell me, you can't tell me anything different. Well, we need to be that same way with, with healing. Doctor tells you you have some sort of sickness. Your, your body's telling you you have some sort of sickness. You feel, devil's trying to tell you you have some sort of sickness. You feel pain and all of that. You need to be strong and say, by his stripes, I am healed. Jesus gave me healing. He purchased this for me. And this is mine. This is my inheritance. This cannot be stolen from me. This is mine. And I mean, it's, it's like anything in life. Your possessions you're going to like lose them if you don't value them, if you don't protect them, if you don't have an eye on them. You know, you're, you, you're always, I'm always, when I'm traveling and, and I'm always making, if I'm, you know, traveling internationally, I'm like looking for my passport all the time. Like, okay, I want to make sure, like I really value it. It's my possession and I really don't want to lose it. I would really be in a lot of trouble if I lost it. So I really take care and value and am conscientious and I'm intentional to put, is it there? Okay, it's there. I have it, you know? So just like your possessions in real life, you have to be that way with your healing, with your abundant health. You have to be stern in the spirit and take these spiritual principles seriously. So your faith and your healing is the big thing of how to receive it. Your faith that Jesus has given it to you. It is yours. It belongs to you. It's your inheritance. Many people are saying, God, heal me. God, heal me. God, heal me. And they actually are not having the revelation that healing is already theirs. And so 
God can't go against himself. He's already giving you healing. So to, to have, to be thinking like, I don't have healing, not having that revelation and saying like, God, give this to me. It's really seen as like Jesus go back on the cross and we need to do things the right way. We need to pray the right way. We need to have the right revelation and walk in that. We need to thank God for our healing and we need to do what he's commanded us to do. And he says, heal the sick. He tells us to heal the sick. So he doesn't even say, pray, pray to me to heal someone, heal you. You heal the sick. Well, in the same way. So when he's saying heal the sick, when he's saying cast out demons, the reason why he's telling us to do that is because he's already done his part. He's already paid the price for healing, freedom, complete healing, complete freedom, complete, complete abundant life for every child of God. But now... It's our job to receive it. Jesus has already done it. It's there for us. It is there for us as our inheritance. He's not hiding it from us. We don't have to go get it from him. We just need to know how to receive it, receive what he's given already. So he says, heal, the reason why he's saying heal the sick, cast out demons is because he's given us authority now. He's given us authority to command the darkness to leave. So God wants you to use your authority over the threats of the devil in your own life and, and in other people's as well when it comes to sickness. So when the threats of the devil come, when the attacks of the devil come, when the doctor says you have this sickness, when you feel really sick, when you have this pain, this is a moment you need to have revelation. The devil is a liar and he's trying to lie to me that sickness is mine. But sickness is not mine. It is not my portion. Healing is my portion. So you need to now walk in your authority and you need to declare because it says the power of life and death is in your tongue. There's such power in your tongue. Jesus demonstrates to us how to actually walk in authority. He was commanding demons to leave, demons go. He says, if you believe that, if you speak to this mountain move and you believe that it will do what your words have said, then it will happen. So he's teaching us there's power in your words. You need to use your words to walk in this authority to make the darkness flee, the demons go. So he's taught us that, so now we need to use that. So whenever we see these threats of sickness come in our lives and other people's lives, we need to say, this sickness cannot be here. This sickness must leave my body. Any sickness, any pain, this must leave my body now. Healing is my inheritance. Abundant life, abundant health is my inheritance. The power of life is in your tongue. The power of death is in your tongue. This is a very important verse to understand, to have revelation of when it comes to receiving healing. Because there are many people that are partnering with sickness and death, with the devil's lies of sickness and death. They're feeling sick. The doctor says they have this sickness. And in the world's way, what you feel is reality. What the doctor says is reality. But the spiritual realm is more real than our feelings. And the supernatural miraculous power of God is, is really the reality. Not this earth. This, so many people are just living in the lies of the devil. Not reality. They're living in the devil's lies. They're living in the devil's victory over them. <laughs> so we want to live in God's victory, the spiritual truth of God, of Jesus Christ. We want to live in that truth, not the world's truth, which is the devil's lies. So the world, in the world's way, we're so used to however we feel, that's what it is. That's just what it is. That's, that's, it. that's what it is. I mean, and we're like, oh God, how could this happen to me? Da, 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 da. When really... No, it's not happened. It's just 
a weapon formed against you that will not prosper if you don't let it. If you identify it's a lie from the devil and you act in the spiritual realm as a child of God who knows their inheritance and knows how to win in spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. So many people are speaking death. The power of life and death is in your tongue. So this is the reason why many people get sick, stay sick, die early sometimes, um, have to stay in medicine all the time is because they believe the lie of the devil and they've actually partnered with the lie of the devil. There's many times where like, like the feelings of sickness will come, like you feel really sick or you feel the pain or the doctor says you have this, they've given you a diagnosis. But there's many times where that's just a threat. Like it's, it's not even like it's, it's for sure, yep, you, you have this yoke on you. You, you have sickness now. But we haven't stopped the weapon before it's prospered. We haven't stopped the weapon in its tracks. So it, it's really a lie. It's not, it's not fully manifested in you yet. But then when you agree with the lie, you agree with the death. You speak the words of death. That's inviting that lie of the devil to, to become truth. I mean, to become your reality. Um, it's the weapon that was formed against you. You've allowed it to prosper. And the Bible says that the anointing destroys the yoke. So this is a moment where yokes can come. It's not the only time that yokes come where it's because you, you allowed it. We know this can happen in Yokes can come through generations. Yokes can come through trauma or abuse that happens to you. But this is many times the actual yoke, the actual bondage comes is because you've allowed the weapon to prosper. You've partnered with the devil's lies of, of death, of sickness. So um, going back to what you need to do um, to have victory is you need to live so like strict in the spiritual realm. I, I call it strict or stubborn, just like, just not of this world, <laughs> not of this world. When I, when I had, when I grabbed this revelation that you're grabbing today, glory to God. When I first grabbed this revelation, I'll never forget it. I changed my life completely. When I grabbed this revelation about what Jesus purchased for me, really, that he purchased healing for me, that he purchased abundant life for me. When I grabbed this revelation of the power of life and death in my tongue, woo, I changed completely. It's been years now since I had the revelation. And to this day, if I feel sickness coming on my coming in my body, maybe it's even just, just a cold that's like a normal thing to happen seasonally, right? Like just I become stubborn, strict in the spirit serious in the spirit and I say no sickness can be in my body I command any kind of threat of sickness any kind of virus any kind of bacteria you got to get out of this body by Jesus's stripes I am healed I declare complete health to my body in Jesus name that's what I do I literally, I literally won't even say, I'm getting sick. I can feel I'm getting sick. I'm very careful with my words. I'll say sometimes maybe like, oh, my throat is feeling this certain way. Like sometimes you kind of like, you know, before you get a cold, you might feel that, you know, but I say, but I'm not getting sick. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. The sickness must go in Jesus' name. I am healed. I am healed. I become very serious in the spiritual realm. Just like you see me casting out demons, you must go. I'm not playing around. That means serious business. I know what Jesus has provided for me. I know what Jesus has provided for his children. That's why I can stand with such strong faith and be very serious to cast out demons is just simply this. Because I have revelation. I know what Jesus has provided for us on the cross. And so when I see demons, I, I see they cannot stay. I know the inheritance 
that, that this person has through Christ. So they cannot stay. No. They can argue their way. Nope, I know exactly what their inheritance is. That's how I can stand strong. That's why I have faith that the power of God will move is just simply this conviction, this revelation of what Jesus, Jesus has provided for his children, for us. It's faith. This is faith. This is faith. Faith. This is how we receive everything from Jesus. Faith. It's, it's faith. It's faith. It's all faith. So we need to believe. We need to have faith that he provided this for us. We need to have faith that he leans ours. We need to have faith that Jesus wants to free us. That's our, that's our, that's our right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So use your, this is how you receive healing. You need to meditate on what God's done for you so that it becomes so real inside of you so that the moment you start to feel sick or the doctor says something or you feel pain, you're, you're instantly in the spirit. You're instantly in the truth and you can instantly act and you don't say a word of death at all, at all. You don't give any foothold for the devil, but you speak life. You speak healing. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil's lies of sickness and death and pain. And those lies of the devil will flee from you and you will access, you will receive the inheritance of healing that Jesus has provided for you. This is what you're learning today, how to actually receive what Jesus has provided for you. It's already there. So we are learning now how to receive it. This is what most people don't know, how to actually receive it, how to access it. So maybe you still feel pain. Maybe you still have sickness after you've been doing this for days, for weeks, for years. Still do it. Still do it. Still do it. Still be sharp in the spirit and keep declaring, I am healed. I am healed. God is faithful. God is faithful and he cannot go against his word. He cannot go against his principles. The devil must flee you. The sickness, the death, it must flee you. Be strong, have faith, and you'll receive this. Now, um, I was just sharing with you how so many times yokes actually come upon us when we start speaking, I have the sickness. We start believing, you know, the sickness is just my portion. Um, God, I don't know what happened. God, heal me, you, you know. You start losing faith. You, you, that's when you're opening the door for the devil and when the yokes can come. Now, the Bible says that the anointing destroys the yoke. The anointing destroys the yoke. The yoke shall be destroyed. The yoke shall be broken because of the anointing. It says this in Isaiah. So, first of all, yokes mean like cattle when they're pulling goods, when they're pulling people, they are pulling it and they have this, this, this yoke on them. It's like a brace and it's heavy and they're trapped and there's weight and there's no way it can be removed on their own. It's bondage and it's heavy and they're stuck on their own. But then when a, if a person could lift that off of them, now they're free. So that's the meaning of yoke in the spiritual realm. The yoke is demonic bondage, a demon, demonic spirit, demonic bondage. Um, it's, it's actual bondage in you. That's a yoke. And so it says that the anointing destroys the yoke. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing, it says. Specifically, the anointing. The anointing is the measure of the power of God that God puts in a vessel because God chooses to use people as vessels for his power to flow through. That, that's why he says, you heal the sick. You cast out demons. You raise the dead. He's saying, by my anointing that I put in you, you speak. You speak healing. You declare the demon to go. And it's 
the anointing, the power of Jesus moving through you. So it is, you know, I mean, Jesus is telling you to do the job, like you heal the sick, you cast out demons. So technically like, yes, we're doing it. We're healing the sick. We're casting out demons. Like it's us doing it, but it's God's power only. Like we don't have, I don't have like a special power. I'm like just, I just see myself as a vessel, like a glass. But the real, I mean, the stuff that's actually fulfilling me, satisfying me, quenching my thirst is the water. It's the glass is like nothing. You don't think about the glass. You aren't like, I want a glass of water. You're like, I just want water. You're not thinking, oh, I can't wait to feel the, it's going to do so, such a great thing for me to feel the glass. Like, that's how I see myself. Like, I'm just, I'm just the vessel. I'm just so little. I'm, I'm not the real power. I'm not at all. The water inside is. That's Jesus. So we're just, we're vessels. Well, Jesus says technically you do it, but he's basically saying like, speak and do the action so that my power can accompany you, can move through you. But it's, it's the anointing is completely Jesus. It's completely the power of God. We're just vessels. So so it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. God chooses to put the anointing in people. He's done this from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Elijah to Elijah, they were anointed. They carried the power of God. And these amazing miracles were happening through them because of the anointing flowing through them. Moses, all those mighty miracles that happened in, in Egypt, the parting of the sea, he was anointed. It's because of the anointing God put in him. Then passed down to his spiritual son, Joshua. Now he's doing miracles. Now Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter, Apostle Paul says that he's doing extraordinary miracles. Apostle Peter, people are just getting where he's passing by. His shadow, just the shadow of him is making people be healed. Demons go. He had anointing. They had anointing. It was the anointing in them that was releasing this power of God to heal the sick, to cast out demons. So the foundation to receiving healing is what I just taught you, which is to believe that Jesus has provided this for you. It's yours. It's your inheritance. And then to live that out in action by what you meditate on and by what you speak. The testimony I read in the beginning of this message, if, you, if you're just tuning in now, go to the beginning of this message at the end. But she, she shared how she had an app that was full of 200... Um, diagnoses that the doctor gave her and she would just like look at them a bunch of times and she realized she was meditating on these she was taking in death and sickness she was meditating on on it the bible says as a man thinks as a person man or woman thinks so he or she is what's in your heart will flow out, flow from it so what you meditate on is gonna come out of your through your words and that's that's the, the, the scare that's the dangerous part the power of life and death is in your tongue so this woman was taking in, was believing in these, these diagnoses, speaking them. Um, so that was partnering with, the, with the, the lies of death from the enemy. So the way to, the foundation to receive healing is to believe that healing is your inheritance and then to act on that by meditating on scriptures. By his stripes, I am healed. Meditate on scriptures about um, to meditate on the scriptures about healing, to med med meditate on the scriptures of healing uh, or of inheritance, like Romans eight seventeen. There's many different scriptures that speak on the inheritance that we are heirs, that this is ours now. This is our inheritance. Um, so that's the foundation. That's the foundation of receiving healing, and this is how we should always walk as believers every day to access this abundant health, this abundant life. This is how we should live, to meditate and speak the truth about healing and about the inheritance that we have from Jesus. So uh, many people, uh, just simply doing that, simply that period, they'll be healed. The sickness will go. Just that. I mean, just simply that. Me belie believing and meditating and speaking the truth. I'm healed. Being careful of your words. Just that, you'll see sickness leave. It's these, these principles of God at work in your life. Resist the devil, he's fleeing from you. These lies of sickness are, are leaving you. That's the foundation. But now I'm going to go to part two, okay? 
maybe some of you are saying, okay, I've been doing that. I've been doing that, but I still am not healed yet. And this is the second part of how to receive healing that I want to teach you. So in Isaiah, it says that, that the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So there are people who are walking around with just the lies and threats of sickness and they're overcoming them by doing what I just taught. But then there are other people who have an actual yoke of infirmity, of sickness in their life because they've either partnered with the lies of death and sickness, speaking it. This is what I have, speaking it aloud. I have this sickness and believe it. When, when we hear that, dev, that doctor's report, we should literally leave the doctor's office and say, I reject that word that was just spoken, that diagnosis. I reject that. I rebuke that. I reject that. I do not have cancer. Any cancer in my body, a lie of cancer, you must go. Any kind of cancer cell in my body, you must go. By his stripes, I am healed. I reject the, like, individual curses that have been spoken to you, you know, that you're going to have to have this certain sickness that, um, you've been in an accident and, and the doctor says that you won't be able to run again. Rebuke that, reject that. That's a word curse. Nothing's impossible with Jesus. Number one, number two, and complete healing is your inheritance. Hallelujah. So you need to reject those, rebuke those individual word curse that were spoken. Every little one, reject them, rebuke them. Um, and speak the opposite. Speak God's truth over you. You will run. You'll run just as good as you ever did before the accident, for example. So um, so when you partnered with the words of death, when you said, oh, the doctor said this. I can't believe this. This is my portion. You're telling people all this. This is my portion. Um, this is many times when you've given a foothold to the devil and when an actual yoke has come upon you. Number one. Number two, it could be generational. Cancer repeating through the generation lines, that's a generational curse. That's a yoke that needs to be destroyed. That's not coincidence. It's not, oh, it runs in the genes. It runs in the family. That's a spiritual thing. That's a generational curse. So any kind of family sickness or family uh, problem, mentally, physically, anything that's, that's continuing, that's a yoke that needs to be destroyed from you and your family. That's a generational curse that needs to be broken and never again come in your family line and your children, your grandchildren. So that's how it can come. Um, also when we're talking about, um, when we're talking about like anxiety, depression, sometimes these things can come in through trauma, through a traumatic experience that happened. That can be how a door was opened, um, mental health issues. So when I'm talking about health, I'm talking about physical health, mental health. I'm including any kind of deliverance in there too, because that when she says by his stripes, you are healed. He means in every kind of area that you wouldn't have any kind of bondage or restraint, but you would have complete health, wholeness. And, and many sicknesses are actually demonic. Our spirits of infirmity, they're connected. Um, they're actual yokes. And so that's what we're talking about now. Actual yokes that have now come. So you you could be doing the right things like believing in uh, what I just taught about, believing that healing is yours and in speaking um, all the right words of life, but you might find that it's still there and that could be because that's a yoke that's destroyed by the anointing. This is why, praise God, revivals now, this is why God did it right with the Acts Church and we were never supposed to divert from the Acts Church. And the Acts Church, it's there were anointed vessels, true anointed vessels that were walking in tremendous power of God. And there's these scriptures that I cannot shake that just sit with me, stick with me 
like every day I think about them. These scriptures that happen multiple times in the Acts, the book of Acts, where it says, all of them were healed. They brought the sick and demon-possessed to the church. I mean, they, to, to Apostle Peter, but this would have been ministry, church, um, the gathering of the saints. They put him under Apostle Peter's shadow. And just being under the shadow, demons would flee, sick would be healed. And it says, and all of them were healed. I cannot shake that. That's powerful. All of, that's the amazing love of Jesus. That's the beautiful inheritance that we have as children of God. All of them were healed. Okay, why? Because of the anointing. Because Apostle Peter was carrying anointing. Because those nasty yokes are only destroyed because of the anointing. And so they brought those nasty demonic yokes to the place where anointing was flowing. And that's all they had to do. Just come, believe, believe that Jesus can heal you. Believe that this is how Jesus moves through his anointing. And that's it. The anointing, boom, quick, does it. Apostle Peter's not even saying words or laying hands. They're just coming under the shadow. So, man, we've lost the anointing by and large. Praise God, it's being restored now. Hallelujah to the body of Christ. This is revival. But it's been lost by, by and large in the body of Christ. And so you have people with yokes and they're just staying because it's the anointing. It says because of the anointing, the yoke was destroyed. So infirmity yokes, all these generational curses, people with cancer, every family line, it never ending. That's supposed to end. You come to where the anointing is and that is destroyed. Boom, quick, gone. But instead, in the body of Christ by and large, it's just a normal thing. Oh yeah, my grandma had cancer. My mom had cancer, so I'm probably going to get it. Yep, I got it. Okay, we'll, we'll pray. That It's not supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be like, no, that's a generational curse. That's going to be destroyed coming to church where the anointing's flowing and that's being broken off. Mom's not going to die of cancer and you're not going to get cancer and your children won't get cancer. Simple. Like you have this kind of faith and this assurance because we know who we are in Christ and the church isn't lacking. The body has what it needs. God's given us all we need. We have to do things God's way though. That's why we've been missing it. That's why we've been missing it. And so, uh, I mean, there's been so many testimonies of people being healed, of people being delivered, for example, many times on these lives and at these revival events that I minister at in Fivefold Church. Every single time, every single time, just uncountable testimonies of healings, of deliverance. Because it's, it's, this, it's just the same thing that was happening in the book of Acts when they would just come where like Apostle Peter, for example, and just coming where the anointing was, now those yokes that had been remaining for so long that you've been praying for and you've been trying to do all the right things and you've been declaring healing over yourself and all these things, now finally, finally, the yoke can be destroyed. So those are the big things right there, is, is doing your part as the as the as a good child of God, um, valuing what your father's given you, valuing your inheritance. I value this inheritance, and I'm not letting any of my inheritance go to waste. So, being a good child of God, stewarding your inheritance well—that's number one. And then number two, being where the anointing is. We gotta. We gotta. Once your eyes have opened up, you better not be going back to the old ways, back to lukewarm church ways. This is how it's supposed to be in the body of Christ, that there would be the anointing. And so when your eyes have opened up, be at a place where the anointing is. Be at a place where the anointing is flowing in your life so that any kind of yokes that are in your life that you don't even know maybe, or that are to come in the future, that it can be destroyed. If you can't come in person, you can come online like you are right now. It's the same. I, I mean, it's, 
I mean, there's something special about coming in person for sure, but like God's not limited is what I'm trying to say. And you can be planted. You can be planted from a distance. You can be coming and receiving the anointing just the same. You can be receiving impartation. So many people have received impartation and are now walking in the power of God just coming in line, coming online. That's why you need to be where the anointing is too, because that's most of the time, that's God's system of releasing anointing is through impartation, as we see Elijah to Elisha, Moses to Joshua, Apostle Paul to Timothy. It's so important to be in that flow of anointing because the devil, the devil is not playing around. Um, and so we need we need God's power. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. We need his power. Maybe even if we're not, if we don't have sickness in our body, we still need God's power and we need to walk in God's power. We need to be where his anointing is at. It's, it's never supposed, we were never supposed to be without it. You'll just find yourself walking in this abundant life like you could never imagine this, this ease because Jesus says that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It, it, he's speaking of like when you're, where he is fully, where his anointing is, there's this ease. There was just so much ease when people came. They came under Apostle Peter's shadow and like, boom, they're free, they're healed. Like, that's it. It was quick. It was, that's it. It wasn't like several hours. and It was ease. There was an ease. And so you'll find your life just being, coming with ease, this abundant life coming upon your life because you're where God's anointing is flowing in you, upon you, around you. And also I want to mention too one other thing is that many people don't understand the principle about sowing seeds, but when giving to God is such a spiritual thing that many people don't realize it's a spiritual thing. Many people think that giving to God is simply like, they don't even see it as much as giving to God. They see it as giving to like a church and it's good to, it's really good to, to think like I'm helping the um, the church be able to buy things and stuff like yes like that's absolutely true too but many people are stuck there and they're seeing it just in the physical realm um, where giving giving to the work of God is such a spiritual thing and there it's so complex all that happens in the spiritual realm as you so there's so much more in our seeds. There's so much that's, that's, there's so much reaping to be had with your seed. Um, many people think they just, that's just what inspires them. Like, well, I want this to advance and that's, that's good. That should inspire us. But there's more, there's so much more of the reaping that God wants us to know. Like we need to sow to reap things. And it, 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 it's not just one thing. It's not just finances. And yes, it's finances. It is. But it's like, it's like everything. Um, and we see throughout the Old Testament so many times, specifically in the Old Testament, um, so many times, and the New Testament, but specifically a couple of stories I'm going to give you is when people make sacrifice to God, God shows up. When people make sacrifice to God, there's just these miracles that start to happen. Um, we, see, we see Noah make a sacrifice to God and then all of a sudden God shows up and he he's declares, I will no longer wipe out humanity with the flood. He comes after Noah makes the sacrifice. Um, we see with Solomon, actually, you know, many of us know this, this famous story about Solomon where it speaks of when, how God shows up in his dream and he's like, I'll give you anything. What do you want? What is it that you want? And Solomon's like, I want wisdom. We know that. But what you might not realize is right before God actually shows up, he, Solomon made a sacrifice. So David even, um, David made a big sacrifice to God. And even there was a temptation not to make the sacrifice where a guy was like, hey, you can have this livestock for free. You're a man of God. And David's like, no, I need to make a sacrifice to God. Like David understood this, this spiritual principle of sacrifice and of sowing. And so like he buys his own livestock and he sacrifices them. And then the Bible says that immediately God then says, I will end the plague now. So 
this is to share with you that the same way we see this, this, this unlocking of the power of God upon sacrifice, upon seeds to God, sowing to God, um, it still applies today. And so God wants you to, to sometimes sow seeds as he leads you for things that you may need as a, it's a couple things. It's like everything that God's provided for you is completely free. It's completely free. By his stripes, you were healed. The sacrifice he made on the cross, he's the one that purchased everything. He bought everything. We don't have to buy anything. We don't have to pay for anything. We don't have to like pay him back. We, no, he's, it's all free. It's completely free. But we should, we should desire to thank God for what he's done for us. And we, I, these things, what he's given me, I like to say, I like to, to thank God with an offering, a thing that I might need coming ahead, a prayer request. If I have a, I have had sicknesses before. I remember I, I, I lost my voice for a while and I was still ministering. I've never lost my voice that long. It was um, like in December or something or November, November, December. And I was preaching like this and I was casting out demons like this and they fleed. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I sowed a seed to God. I sowed a seed. I said, I sowed the seed that my voice would come back. And it was like, it's like an act of faith and it's this sowing to reap. And it's at the same time, it's, it's, it's thanking God for what's going to happen with faith. And it's, it's thanking God. I, I it's like, God can do everything for me for free. God, give me this, give me this. I want this, I want this. Like this is, yes, you provide this all for me. But sowing and sacrificing to him touches his heart. It really, it touches his heart. And God wants us to thank him with every part of us, all of our days for what he's done in the past, for what he will do with faith. He wants us to thank him in everything through our words, through our praise, through our actions, through our obedience to him, through our sacrifice and seeds. Because first of all, whenever you, when you give to God, number one, it's when you're giving to the work of God, you're advancing God's kingdom. And number two, you're, you are taking something that's precious to you like money is is precious to you, to us more so than other things and so it becomes this sacrifice it becomes this this sacrifice to god and so that's why he likes us to give it it's it's more for for us that he wants to see our heart our our sacrifice our surrender in a way that's like more difficult maybe than just saying thank you god with our words for example or doing something we like to do you know um so I will, I will sow seeds when I, and I, um, one time I had, um, blemishes all over my face for many years from like teenage to like mid twenties. And my face was never clear. And, um, God led me to sow a seed and I sowed a seed and I believed and I declared I'm healed. I believe this Jesus has given me healing and, Jesus healed me like within two weeks, my face was completely clear and it's been completely healed since that day, which was like, I forget now, but like four, four years, five years, five years, four years, something like that. It's been completely clear. Hallelujah. And, um, also I want to mention one more thing. So God, so to, to finish with what I was saying there, that, God can lead you to sow seeds sometime. It's this active faith and to see this reaping, this sowing and reaping that God talks about. God is not to be mocked. Whatever you sow, you'll reap. This, this principle is to be had in, in so many different areas of our lives, to sow the desires of our hearts, our needs, to, to reap that. Um, so now also I want to finish now. This is a long teaching. <laughs> But it's a thorough, important, life-changing teaching. I'm excited for you all to receive healing. Healing because of the truth that is setting you free today. So I want to lastly finish on how to 
maintain your healing. This is how a lot of people lose it because they'll find the miracle happens and they're like, yes, but then like they see it come back and then they might doubt. They might be like, did it really happen then? Like, you know, um, the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar and he will absolutely, he can absolutely come back with lies of you can feel sick, you can feel the symptoms again, you can feel the pain again, and he can, these are, he'll come back with lies. Once again, the weapon formed against you, but not prospering. Don't let it prosper. You need to meditate on the truth and renew your mind with the word of God. Remember what God did. And so, so be serious in the spirit and say, nope, by his stripes, I am healed. Any kind of threat of this sickness, you must leave. I am healed. And I thank you, Jesus, for healing me. With my face, I was completely healed. But then like from time to time, I would, I, would, I, I haven't anymore in a long time. But from, from time to time, I would see blemishes come back. It was not like how it was before, but it would just kind of be like that threat. Um, and I would, I would do that. I would look in the mirror and I would say, nope. By his stripes, I am healed. So this blemish, this needs to go. And I would say, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. I would thank God. I thank you, Lord, for healing me. You did heal me. I know you healed me. And I thank you for healing me. Take that devil, you know. You're a liar. And I see right through you. Don't try to make me worried that I lost my healing. Nuh-uh. I'm going to instead thank God for healing me. He healed me and I thank you for healing me, God. So uh, just keep on thanking God for healing you. Keep on speaking life over yourself. Don't be surprised when those threats will come of sickness. The devil's a liar. And truly, this is a principle. This is, this is the word of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So when you resist those lies, those threats that you have sickness again, you have pain again, resist those lies and he will flee from you. I'm living proof. I've done this. I've seen threats come back and I've resisted the devil and I've thanked God for my healing. And now I, now like it's like those threats have even stopped for, for years. I'm just even realizing right now those threats have stopped. So Hallelujah. Hallelujah.